James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio. And welcome to our number two, our number duo of our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. If you'd like to be part of the program, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Coming up this hour, Smokey Robinson who is in New York performing tonight. We'll hear from Smokey, and hopefully we'll hear from you on the phones. But first, I want to hear from Ken Matthews, my good buddy. Uh, and Ken, of course, was guest host. Many of you who listen to Rush Limbaugh know that for many years, Ken was one of the guest hosts. We heard from Mark Stein this week. And we're going to call Derek Hunter in a few minutes, too. This is like guest host day here on the show. Yes, Diego? Eric Hunter's actually already on the line. Oh, damn. Both of them are on the line? Oh, this could be fun. <clears throat> Ken Matthews. <laughs> How are you? Ken, I'm doing great. How are you doing, my friend? How's everything? I, I am feeling I'm feeling good all under. I'm glad it's a Saturday. Yeah, well, you should be. <laughs> yeah. So, Ken, I got a text from you, and you're telling me you've got something new up there. What's going on? First of all, let's say hi to Derek. Let's both of us say hi to Derek. Derek Hunter, what's going on, bro? Gentlemen and Bo, it's a pleasure. Ken, nice to meet you. I'm I'm just sitting here trying to write a column, listening to you, and wondering why you're not why you're playing really crummy '80s Santana music. Oh, Derek, you know what? Of, you can kiss my Mot- instead of Motown. <laughs> you got Smokey on the show for God's sakes. I grew up in Detroit. You got a Motown, and you're playing. And I, I'm winning. Oh my God, that's got a roll. <laughs> And then Derek, I got somebody Derek, on the line that wants to tell the audience about all these mistakes that I make about music. I can't wait to hear hear that. Yeah, so you know, Derek, it's it like sounds, that. It hey, let's, like, Ken, what what do you what do you have going on, Ken? What's new? It sounds it sounds like Derek's driving and reading the column and talking on the phone at the same time. <laughs> and drinking and drinking. It is early. Good, good. Well, you're a grown up. <laughs> Okay, Ken, I'm asking one more time. You've been working on a new project. Please tell us what the hell it is. About 10 weeks ago, I launched the Ken Matthews Report, and you can find it at KenMatthewsMedia.com. And it is a a daily report, seven days a week. It's subscription, and it's just nonstop content, smartassery, analysis, uh, and, and craziness. The big thing of it is the truth. It is unvaccinated, uncensored, and, of course, as you know, Bo, unsyndicated. <laughs> well, we but wish you certainly. immunity. Congratulations, Ken. That's exciting. KenMatthewsMedia.com? Yes. Thank you very much for the plug. I really appreciate it. And, and for, the, for the 11 people that have come on board, thank you, and God bless you, 11. <laughs> Ken is going to grow. You know, I have my own daily thing, but I'll talk about that later. I don't want to confuse things. Uh, so a lot of us are out here doing this because one of the things that I love, you know, ever since Rush passed, people kept asking me, well, who's going to take, who's going to, there's not going to be one person that's going to do, that's going to do what Rush did. That was a once in a lifetime thing. But one of the things that I'm pleased um, about is that if you look on at the media, like Derek is a multimedia guy. He writes books. Mm-hmm. It's amazing that Derek is so smart. 
folks. I mean, this guy is – you wouldn't know and him. But good he's looking. Ri- Don't forget good-looking and humble. Um, I am by far the most humble person you will ever meet. It's not even close. I'm not even going there, okay? <laughs> but Derek writes amazing books. He does – if you haven't written, uh, read his column, he is an amazing columnist. And he yeah. also does a radio show in um, one of America's major cities. And he's syndicated, Ken. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, but is he if, is he vaccinated? Uh, natural immunity, my friend. Natural. Well, I, I earned it. The, I earned it the natural way by getting violently ill. Well, Bo, congratulations. Bo knows that I've never read a book, but I I read books all the time. So we're kind of similar. I read, and you read and write. <laughs> it, if if I could do it, you can do it, Ken. For God's sakes, I mean, it's just this side of a coloring book, but it's still, it still, it counts. It impresses my kids. Of course, my kids are four and five, but still, you need what you can get. So, well, um, that means that Joe Biden could probably read that then. Well, you're writing not for go that crazy. Okay. <laughs> it's a so the point I was making. Yes. I'm sorry, James. Was that Her if show, you, I believe, right? Uh, it used to be. Uh, the point that I was making, that if you look on the right, what we have, I don't know why conservatives, we feel or tend to feel that the left is winning when it comes to media. Half the country, or more than half the country, does not believe the left mainstream media. We have now print publications we have talk radio shows out the wazoo. We are making strides into film. And granted, you know, we, we don't run Hollywood. But the right is actually growing a presence in film that's long overdue. And by the way, I firmly believe that in America, if you have a good story that has good values... That it and you do it well and it's executed well, that people will buy it. I mean, we how many times do we have to see evidence of this? Look and even by the way, uh, look at the success that the Chosen had. Look at the success that Mel Gibson had with Passion of the Christ. We can even discuss religion and spiritual matters and bring them to film and bring them into the media. I don't think that, and a large, a lot of this, I think, was is Russia's legacy. That Russia showed America that we did not have to all align with this this leftist view of the world in their media. And I think that our media is just as powerful. It, it's it's more dispersed, but we reach just as many people on the right as the left reaches through their media. What do you guys say about that? Oh, I would I would agree wholeheartedly, especially now, because we have the secret sauce, and that is truth and transparency. And we are now taking over the Internet and alternate platforms, and you know we're over the target as far as truth goes because people keep banning us. Like, I'm still banned from Facebook, Bo. Wow. I, I Derek- would disagree. I would disagree slightly because we still, I mean, the concept is great and I absolutely agree with it, but we, our side has a long way to go when it comes to storytelling and production value. You, you cited the passion of the Christ. 
not only was that a compelling story, but Mel Gibson knows how to make a movie, right? He knows how to make a movie. Most of what pass or what is called conservative movies in conservative media looks like it's produced by the high school AV club. And they are probably three or four rewrites away from being a decent script, but they're in such a hurry to capitalize or they don't seem to understand that it's the story has to be the message should be secondary. You know, the most pro-life movie ever made was made by a leftist named Judd Apatow called Knocked Up. It was not made to be a pro-life movie at all. He's not pro-life. He did it by accident. He set out to make a really funny movie, and it worked. It just so happened to be pro-life. Conservatives need to learn that the message has to be secondary. I've, I've been in the conservative movement since 2001 out of college. And how many times have you heard some sort of band come out? They're a conservative band. How about you just not suck? You know, how about you make good music? Where you're a conservative community. How about you just be funny? Leave the politics out of it or make it secondary and be what you're supposed to be first. And far too much of the conservative movement, the conservative world doesn't seem to get that. Like, I don't I'm not going to go see a conservative band because they're a conservative band. Like, oh, you you're conservative, but you suck. I'm I'm sorry. You're not going to get my money. But if you're good and it doesn't matter what you are, then you'll get my money. That goes for movies. That goes for TV shows. That goes for books. That goes for everything. And slowly the conservative world is learning that, but far too much of it, having worked in the think tank world, I understand that nobody's a new early adapter. They are a reluctant final adapter. Uh, It's weird that it would, in entertainment, that it would take a fight to be entertaining in entertainment rather than beat you about the head and neck with a, a political message, but it's getting out there. The Daily Wire, for example, is, is doing this finally. But uh, we still got a long way to go. I agree with part of what you said. I mean, I think there's a lot of great platforms and we have to be better creatively and with audience capture. But keep in mind and being objective, realizing over 80 percent of corporate media leans left. So no matter how you try, it just takes a comedian is a great example, whether it's Dave Chappelle or whoever, if they bill themselves as not political or whatever, the left media will label you and put you in a box, and then the censorship starts. So we've, in other words, the left has always had it easier. The left has never been forced to debate. They've never been forced to prove their point because they've been coddled by the the corporate media. It's the same with their candidates, and I would say the same with the entertainment. You know, we have to go through that filter first. We have this giant filter we have to go through, all the things we're not allowed to say that the left can. Um, so that that's one thing I do think that's we're overcoming true, but should, you don't have to make a political movie. Being conservative in Hollywood is enough. Getting other conservatives' work in Hollywood is enough. If you want to change the culture, you have to start small. You're not going to. Just start your own studio and start producing $100 million movies. You start by, you know, hiring a conservative grip, hiring a conservative screenwriter. Whatever it is, there is a lot of – it's not going to be an overnight victory. And so far as the media goes, yes, the media is overwhelmingly liberal. But you also have to understand that the vast majority of people don't pay attention to the media. 
They don't watch the news. The nightly newscasts together get about 12 million people. That's nothing. On its best night, Fox can reach up to 4 million people, which is, hey, you know, I'd take those numbers. But in a nation of 330 million people, it's barely 1%. The vast majority of people aren't paying attention to the news, and they just want to be entertained. Entertain them. Don't preach to them. Don't make them. I want to make a movie that really hits home on this issue or that issue. Okay, that's more of a movie of the week than a blockbuster. If that's what you want to do, that's fine. You can produce the movies like Kirk Cameron does, and he's making a good living, but they are all choir preaching movies. I'd much rather expand the congregation. Well, Derek, I agree with you on those points. And one of the things I said is, you know, we, we are making inroads. And I did say you have to have a good story. Good story. Yeah. Nothing beats having a good story. And that's because that's what we'll all look. And, and it doesn't have you to have be to preachy. You have to tell it well, too, though. It doesn't make Yes, like it if, has if to if be I executed. I a good story and I decide to film with an old VHS camera sitting on my shoulder and really crummy values and, and bad acting, uh, it doesn't work all that well. Like, I... I, I last night, yesterday afternoon, actually after my show, I watched Clerks three. I loved Clerks one and two, and Clerks three is fine. It's still digesting it, but it every Kevin Smith movie, he's a big lib. He's not on my team, on our team at all. But I enjoy the characters, I enjoy the dialogue, but it's like two drafts away from being better, two drafts away from being really good, and he seems to rush it into production. That's why none of his movies make more than $10 million or $30 million, whatever it was. Not a lot of money in Hollywood schemes. It, we on the right have that – well, let me put it this way. If you go to Netflix and just look up documentaries, you're going to see every left-wing cause du jour up there. It's going to be climate change is killing us. Meat is killing us. Um, everything is killing us. And those people who put up the money for those things, that if you want to make a difference, you want to make the argument, that message matters. There are no conservative documentaries up there, not because Netflix isn't interested in them, although that may be a factor. It's that they aren't being made because the people who would write the checks go, all right, I'll give you the money, but when am I going to see it back? People making the documentaries on the left go, here's the money, go spread the word. They know they're not going to get their money back. Until we, in the documentary field, Say, let's just get the message out there. And in the entertainment field, let's just be entertaining. We're always going to be playing catch up. Have well, you guys, seen uh, Have you seen the movie My Son Hunter? No, no. It's it's outstanding. It's incredible. Is My it a good Son movie Hunter. or is it a um, yes? Is it a good yes. movie or is it a yeah movie? Because I saw the trailer. A, the production a looks fun, a little bit off. It's a it's a fun movie. I mean, it's fun. It's funny. It's actually poignant at some time, at some points it's emotional, but it's a good ride. And it's all true because they, they just took it from. Well, let me ask you this, from, Ken, cause, and I, I don't mean this in a bad way as friends with Andrew and I love Breitbart, but does it have Hollywood production value where you look at it and you think, well, this is, this is a really high quality movie, or does it have 1980s porno production values? I, I don't mean. I'm just trying to illustrate. The, <laughs> no, the I just think it's funny that you just reveal yourself as an expert on 19 when 1980s yeah, porno. That's all. It's called connoisseur. And you, if you look, 
if you look at the format, Derek, of the 80s porn film, wasn't that kind of grainy? Both of these guys. <laughs> no, it kind of looked like an old soap opera done live sort of thing. It's, it's oh, a really no, I, weird I actually kind of thought I didn't, I didn't know what to expect. And, and Bo will tell you, the split-second stuff comes out, I'm on it, like the day of, whether it's 2,000 Mules or Plandemic or any of that stuff. And I have to say, I, the, my son Hunter is really – it's a fun romp that points out where we are at the moment. But it's it's funny. It's funny. There's moments where people stop and talk talk to the camera, and it's funny, and it is well done, and it and it does have uh, that value. Oh, hold on. Oh, I just I just got a subscriber. Bingo! Guys, I just got a. We're <laughs> so pleased. Twelve. You know, <laughs> guys. Oh I'm God. way over time here. I got to call this to an end. But I got one question for both of you. Both you guys sat in for Rush Limbaugh, and I want thirty seconds. What made Rush Limbaugh great? Derek, you first. Rush Limbaugh is still the greatest because, not because he gave you information you couldn't get anywhere else, but he gave you information you can get everywhere else in the most entertaining way possible. And that meant that it stuck with people. I guarantee you, you remember jokes from elementary school, not because they were funny, but because they made you laugh at the time. You learn lessons from Rush Limbaugh that stick with you to this day because you laughed as you learned them. Nobody else does it like he did. Ken. Wow. Thanks for ruining it, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, I, I always left as a listener, because I started as a listener, I always left smarter and I felt better about things. And that's an ability because Rush was wise and well-researched. Uh, that's a hard, a difficult ability to find in media today and so i got the information and by the time i was done with the show i didn't feel like the world was going to end guys thank you we have two this is rare we have a rare treat two guest hosts from the rush limbaugh show Derek hunter and ken matthews ken of course has his new thing out the ken matthews one more time ken tell everybody ken what matthews it is show.com i remember and i'm not even the host thank you KenMatthewsMedia.com. Oh, I just got enough. That's another subscriber off you guys. Thank you. I'm here at your website. Where do you hit the subscribe <laughs> I got to go. go. Derek Hunter and Ken Matthews. <laughs> WABC Talk Radio 77. It's our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Spontaneous rare treat. Ken Matthews, Derek Hunter. We're coming back. Thanks, guys, right after this. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.